0: previously on the dice girls all all of this this is all the previously on the dice girls because you're listening to the clips episode Belric has seen you off before you left. Uh, Rom had loaned you his uh, wagon with the two horses, Pluto and Andromedus. Um, so you are on the road to the once hidden village of Asylum at the base of the mountains. And you spot a small campfire just off the road ahead of you. There are three people sitting around the fire. There is like a, a very brawny, hairy human man. There's a live-looking half-elf woman with dark skin. She's dressed in black robes. And there's a dwarven man with a huge crossbow.
1: What ho, fellow travelers. I am Trigus Garganath. Who might you be? Well, hello there. My name is Celeste.
0: Uh, this is Garrison. And this is Voodoo. Won't you? will not you join us? Cool. So what takes you guys to Asylum? We we just came from Narstad. There was, uh actually, uh we were in Narstad and Timbertide. There was a, a tiefling cult and we fought the high priestess and we oh. defeated her. Yeah, we had a pretty hard time with her too. They look a little shocked and they exchange a quick glance. Oh, yeah. I uh, heard that she gave a lot of people a hard time.
2: Yeah, it's probably a good thing that we killed her then. <laughs>
0: They all look utterly shocked. <laughs> well, this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> we're traveling to Asylum for reasons that we'd prefer not to divulge, and 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 we heard of your story as we were passing through uh Narstad, and we thought it sounded perfect as a cover
3: story. I'm so sorry. I mean, I don't think I have a problem with you guys using our story as a cover. <music>
0: You arrive, uh, Asylum. It's just a small village at the base of the mountains. It it just seems very warm and welcoming. You have arrived in Asylum. It seems during a celebration. What is the celebration for? Oh well, it's the Full Nights Festival. We we celebrate the the three full moons before the days start getting shorter. We'll be careful later this evening. It can get a little it can get a little wild after dark here. Do you have a king here or someone who's in charge? There are uh, a couple of other members of the community who have been here for quite a long time. Uh, one of them is the
3: candle candle shop owner, Hayoni. Uh, Let's go find this Hayoni. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he pointed you in the direction of the candle shop and as you are walking towards it, down the road you spot Garrison
3: and Celeste and Voodoo. Well, we just wait for them to come out, and then after they come out is when I'll go in.
0: How long does Rockna wait before she changes her mind? Because you wait for a very long time and they don't come out. When you call out uh, the same muscular elven woman that Kai saw earlier comes out from a back
3: room. Well, hello, I'm Hyoni, welcome to my shop. We're here to try to find more information on the Gnome Wolfric.
0: You see a very small look of surprise cross her face, and 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 what were your personal reasons for visiting?
3: Uh Well, I I lived here before the war, and I was separated from my family. Uh, who are your parents? My parents were uh, Garol and Kara uh, Gulanak.
0: Hmm. Poking around on the first full night festival, asking openly about Wolfric and Garol Gulanak. You really are looking for trouble, aren't you? Why don't you come back tomorrow and we can talk about the people you're looking for. Once the moon is pretty high up in the sky, you suddenly hear loud animal noises, growls and snarls and the streets become swarmed with giant wild animals. You see giant rats, and you see giant tigers, and giant bears, and And they are running through the streets, and they're shrieking, and growling, and roaring, and all of the booths That were painted that silvery-white color. The animals attack those booths and just rip them to shreds.
3: I want to run downstairs and ask this dude what the heck just happened. This is your festival? (laughs) (laughs) After the war,
0: when asylum opened up, it became a haven. And so asylum became known as a safe place for people who were shunned by society, such as my people, the lycanthropes.
1: Good morning, Hyoni. I'm about to give you some pretty
0: sensitive information. I think I need to know a little more about your motives first, and maybe ask you for a favor. Why is it that you are searching for these two
3: men? You seem to be implying that there's some kind of connection between this wolfric and my father.
0: <gasps> I assumed you would have known that since <gasps> you came in here asking about both of them. Oh my-
3: the reason I'm asking is because I don't know. I
0: think I do have information that might be helpful to you. First, however, would you be willing to do me a favor in exchange for this information? Yes. I have a friend next door, James. He owns the leather Shop. Very recently, he discovered uh, that, that someone had placed a mimic in his basement, and he asked me to get rid of it, and I just haven't had a chance yet. (laughs) Would you be willing to to help me out so I can... It'll give me the time this morning to gather some information that will be helpful for you.
2: Yes. Yeah, we (laughs) can do that. Yeah. We're here to help you with your mimic problem.
0: (laughs) I don't know how that thing got down there, to be honest with you. I think I may have been some sort of prank or stunt that that I was the the target of. It's just annoying. I'd give anything to find out who is doing this, and...
3: We'll find out. Yeah, do you know why you might be targeted?
0: A couple of my friends and I, well, we believe that asylum should have some sort of government. So, were you able to help out my friend James? Killed it. Wonderful. <laughs> Fantastic. Why don't we go back inside and we can chat. Wolfric, he's a little unusual. You know that, right?
2: Eh, it can be inferred from what we've heard.
0: To be honest, he's been... Hiding here for many, many years. Oh. <laughs> As I said, I've not met Wolfric. I've only I've only met his caretaker, girl.
1: <gasps>
3: <gasps> My father is his caretaker? He has been since the war. Do you know where we can find him
0: i have a map that a friend here has drawn for me that shows the general path to getting to the area that Wolfric lives in so i can point you in the general direction i can tell you that it will be heavily trapped and i can tell you that you will have to do a little bit of searching unfortunately that's the best i can do
3: i mean we should probably help the people here in asylum before we before we go anywhere else right Mm, yeah that would be a
1: good idea Yes, I think I could use just the slightest of trims. We can go see Fence at the barbershop. And uh,
0: there is a tiefling barber uh, in the barbershop. Uh, and he is sweeping up some hair clippings from a chair that is in front of a mirror.
3: Hi, are you Vince?
0: Yes, I am. Ha, what can I do for you today?
3: We heard that you might have been uh, attacked recently, and we're trying to we're trying to figure this out. We're trying to help. You must be talking about the blasted sprites
0: that were released in my barbershop shop recently. Ah, uh, yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was not a good day.
3: What do you guys think? Should we just head straight to the apothecary, or should we maybe ask some of the other people who've been targeted?
1: I think that we should talk to magazine. Okay, the (laughs) apothecary it is.
0: You see a a thin and tall tan-colored tabaxi uh, standing behind a uh, counter in the apothecary, and she looks up and smiles as you walk through the door. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And she like she's still nervously like basically wringing her hands, playing with her fingers nervously. What 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 can I do for you? I'm sorry about my friends.
3: <laughs> oh my we came to ask you a few questions. Oh, I, well, I hope I haven't done anything
2: anything wrong. Uh, is, is everything okay? Oh, you're fine. It's just other people are rude. <laughs> we've heard about the recent uh, pranks
3: going on in town and our friend James, the leather worker, expressed that he thought you might be the next target of one of these pranks.
0: Her eyes got like really wide and she says, well, well, I mean, I, I did express some concern recently with, 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 you know, some of my customers that, that really the, the elders are just, they're getting older and, and, and what if something happens to them? You stake out the apothecary for the next few evenings. Uh, When Rachna, you see three characters kind of like sneaking along and they stop at Megzi's storefront. Two of them have paint um, and another one has like chalk. And you see them start painting and writing like a big giant message on Megzi's storefront. The three characters freeze what they're doing, and they turn around to see you, and you see a dwarven boy who has, like, a lot of hair and a really big, bushy beard. Um, oh, boy with a beard. Yes. Dwarves, man. Dwarves. <laughs> (laughs) They're great. Um, (laughs) You see a tall, thin, tiefling girl and a nervous-looking, big, burly human man who... Trigus, you recognize the big, burly human man as Garrison. (gasps) What are you doing? The other two people who were with Garrison, the paint buckets clatter to the ground and they take off. Um, for the, for the woods. And you see them shift into tigers, giant tigers as they bound down the street. And Garrison is still frozen in spot. He's kind of now looking back and forth between Rachna and Trigus and his two companions who have now left him. He looks panicked. He doesn't exactly know what to do. He, sp- he, he sputters for a moment as he looks back and forth and he says, please, please, please don't tell Celeste and Voodoo. And then he turns and just books it down the street.
3: Oh no, I want to catch him!
0: And shifts. <laughs> uh, you see him shift into a bear, uh, a big giant bear. Before he lumbers, he starts lumbering off down down the road.
3: We should we should let someone know. We should maybe Hayoni, because she's the one who helps
2: out all the shifters.
3: Yeah, let's let's clean this up and and we'll talk to Hayoni and and James in the morning and Megsy. and Megzi, of course, yeah. I don't think,
2: probably Vince too.
3: Yeah, just everybody. Everybody. We've been the ones who have been investigating the goings on, and
0: you've called this meeting here today. I'm assuming you've found some information that could be helpful.
1: Yep.
3: Yes, we have. Very well.
1: It was the liar. (laughs) Well,
3: uh, Trigas Megsy gasps. Oh, well, we only know one of the people, but there were three vandals last night. Megsy gasps. <laughs> <laughs> and all three of them were werewolf. Megsy gasps again. Hayoni <laughs> steps forward
0: and and looks appalled, and she says, "I I can't believe that our own." folk would be vandalizing the town. Ragnar, you get the feeling that maybe Hyoni isn't as shocked as she's letting on.
2: I mean, something still doesn't add up. Why would Garrison-, Garrison just got here? Why would he care if there's a government or not?
0: That's a very good question, and I intend to ask him. Like I said, there was no indication that he was a troublemaker of any sort. I don't believe you. You've come into town stirring up trouble for our townsfolk by asking about people who don't want to be found. You've spread rumors about the other new people in town by calling them liars. You've insulted Plog. You've made fun of Megsy's entire race with mocking songs. you falsely convinced her she was in danger of being murdered. You've brewed up some wild story about our werefolk terrorizing the town. And now you're accusing me of being a liar as well? Is there anyone else in town you'd like to insult? Or do you think this has
2: been quite enough? To be honest, most of that was Trigus. <laughs> 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 she huffs. And says,
0: I don't have to stay and put up with this. And, and now she- you're avoiding questions. <laughs> and she turns around and stalks out of James shop.
1: Maybe we should go talk to the old people. Maybe they would know what to do. We don't want Megzi to be scared.
2: Alright, yeah. Yeah, that well, might be a better should- idea. Uh, hi. Um, we're here to... We need to speak to the elders. It's kind of urgent. Uh, Jory leads you into a, a large main room at the
0: far end of the room. Kind of up on a bit of a platform is a long table. And seated behind that table, you see three people. As Jory leads you into the room, uh, she walks up onto the platform and takes a seat in the fourth chair at the elders table. My name is Crimson. I believe you've already met Jory. That over there is Matthew, and she points to the elderly human man. And then she points to the female half-orc uh, sitting at the end of the table um, and says,
3: And that is Kendra. Last night we caught three people vandalizing, a painting um, the outside of Megsy's shop.
0: I do believe there was one more piece of information you had for us.
2: Super speculation We got no solid evidence Yeah we got nothing nothing, Just intuition (laughs) (laughs) Yeah and it was just me These guys didn't
0: even notice (sighs) The council will think on this information And attempt to gather more information Today and we will hold a meeting Tomorrow with all of the parties Who have been accused and all suspicious Parties including the three of you Crimson sort of nods. Do you mind
3: if I ask what brings you to asylum? Well we're looking for we're looking for someone named Wolfric. She reaches into her
0: pocket and she pulls out a small piece of candy. If you are going to ask Wolfric questions, you're going to need him to be all there. And he isn't all there very often anymore. Take this. This is called a bonbon of clarity. It will bring Wolfric back to you for no longer than a moment, but if you would like to ask a question of Wolfric and get a real answer, give him
4: this candy.
0: After everyone files and in and the door is shut, Crimson stands up to address the crowd. You are all here, I believe, to find out what has been going on in town. There have been cases of vandalism, there have been talks of instituting a new type of government. There have been accusations that have been flying around,
2: <laughs> mostly from us.
0: <laughs> Kai, are there any questions that you have for the accused?
2: Yes, I do. <laughs> um, my question is for Hayoni, <laughs> and it is, are you the instigator behind the vandalisms?
0: She says, "Yes." <gasps> And Crimson looks very severely at Hione and says, You'd better start explaining yourself right this instant. I hypnotized them. I, I'm in line to be an elder. I want to be an elder. But if everyone changes the way that we do things, I might not get a chance. As is the way of the council, the accused will be punished in accordance with the wishes of the accusers.
4: Oh Oh, my god. (laughs) Are you kidding me?
0: (laughs) Do our three accusers have an appropriate punishment in mind for Hyone?
1: I think Um, she needs to sing the I'm Sorry song. Oh my god.
3: Triggis, no.
0: Matthew immediately says, What's the I'm Sorry song? How does it go?
3: Wait, wait. Wait.
1: Wait. I lied to a Trigus lot of people, <laughs> and I probably have a secret tunnel, and I'm lying about that. <laughs> Trigus? That's, and I have some crazy candles, and I swear I will never use them again. Trigus. Trigus. I'm sorry. Please, <laughs> stop. Oh, I'm sorry.
3: The three of us have decided that. Hyone shouldn't be allowed to mentor the new lycanthropes on her own any longer. And as for any further punishment, we feel it would be best if the elders decided.
0: The council has agreed that your punishment, as stated, will stand. In addition, with supervision, you will train the replacement mentor for the new lycanthropes that come into town. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's mean. I like it. <laughs>
0: Your candle shop will be shut down. Furthermore, you will sing Trigus's I'm a <laughs> Oh my god. I'm a liar. <laughs> and I have a candle shop. And I think there's a secret layer underneath it. Tunnel. Tunnel. (laughs) And I think there's a secret tunnel underneath it. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. May you grow and learn from this experience. Everyone is dismissed.
3: Are you guys ready to go? Yep, I'm ready. I'm ready.
0: Your map shows you a picture of the forest. There is a circle on the map around what appears to be a small, kind of olive-colored dot. As you start headed towards that dot, the forest thickens up pretty quickly. And after about a half an hour into your journey, the path ends and your horses stop. Because they can no longer go through anymore. The foliage has gotten too thick.
1: I, I think I would like to to ask the horses to see what they say. Ask
2: them if they know their way home.
1: Uh excuse me <laughs> Sirs. <laughs> uh we must leave you at this point because you are too wide <laughs> <laughs> for the trail.
3: Ragnal leans over to Kai. <laughs> rude
1: (laughs) (laughs) however we are concerned about leaving you here do you know your way home will you be okay
0: um Pluto swats a fly with his tail and Andromeda's
1: like his ears twitch a little Uh (laughs) aha they have responded they will be fine without us they do know their way home Hey y'all,
4: I'm Jet. I'm Becca. And I'm Kenneth. We're from Evenfell. We're six experienced role players and storytellers bringing you an actual play D&D podcast that's set in a star system we've collaboratively built. Full of mystery and weirdness, follow characters through the ages as they navigate intrigue and a rediscovered past around the moons of Tempest. You can catch us wherever podcasts are found, or go to evenfell.com for more details. Episodes release every other Tuesday. Join us in our corner of Realm Space.
0: Hey Dicelings, it's Becca, your DM. I want to thank all of you so much for everything. I feel like... Things have gotten a little crazy around here. Um, I was a little bit late with this uh, clips episode. Man, it sure took a lot more. Uh, it was it's a lot more labor intensive to do a clips episode <laughs> than it is to do a regular episode, and I had forgotten that since the last one. So thank you so much for your unending patience. Um, thank you for being just such amazing supporters of our show. Uh, we hope you're enjoying the episode. Um, uh, I want to say a huge welcome to our new patrons. We've got three of them since we last put out an episode. Uh, We have Juno as a new patron. Welcome, welcome. The Nerd Asylum and Nathan. So thank you all for supporting us again so much. Um, I uh, can't remember if I talked about it in the last episode. I had a whirlwind time on my road trip. It's good to be home. I'm finally settling back into a routine so things can uh, pick back up and, and keep on moving forward. We actually recorded our next few episodes episodes uh, last night. And holy bananas, y'all. Things are really heating up. It's getting super exciting. We cannot wait for you to hear what's coming next. Uh, and again, uh, just Thank you. This is a super quick short announcement. Not a ton uh, is going on other than I'm still trying to get back into my daily routine uh, since I was on my road trip. So again, thank you all for everything. You're amazing. We just adore all of your faces. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And now we're going to get back to the fun. See you next week. (music) A tree that has an olive-colored ribbon tied around it.
1: Oh, it's the same color as the dot on the map. This means that we need to inspect it. <laughs> I'm gonna go up and take the take the ribbon.
2: Rakna regrets her decision to wait <laughs> and goes with him. Maybe investigate it first,
0: Trigus? As the two of you approach the tree, right before you reach the close enough to be able to touch the ribbon, the ground gives away beneath you. Oh no. <laughs> And you find yourself falling into a pit.
1: Oh, no. Help. (laughs) (laughs) I've fallen and I can't get up.
0: (laughs) In the direction towards where the river cuts across the whole forest, you see another dot. And it's like a mauve colored dot. And there's a small circle around it. Past that, um, very close, on one side, it looks like, of the river, you see like an aquamarine colored dot. On the other side of the river, you see a rust-colored dot, um, and then even deeper past the river into the forest, you see an amber-colored dot.
1: Um, Well, let's move on to the next one, Should we maybe collect the ribbon? Yeah,
3: that's kind of what I was thinking.
1: Okay. I'm going to rappel down the
3: pit and then uh, use my climber's kit to go up the other side of the pit on the side of the tree and retrieve the ribbon. Yeah, yeah, you are able to okay.
0: um, you untie the ribbon from the tree with no problem. You do spot a mauve colored ribbon tied around the trunk of another
3: tree. Um, I would like to take a stick and <laughs> and start poking the ground. Just like s- sweep. yeah, sweep it back yeah. and forth across the ground
2: from the tree. Put some pressure on the ground. Put some- <laughs> a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure on the ground. <laughs> You're checking for traps, basically. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I
0: would
3: like to check the area for traps. Yes. With a stick. Yes. (laughs) Not with my face or anything.
0: (laughs) You see a trip wire.
2: (gasps) Don't press it. Or maybe do press it.
3: I peek around with my stick and I poke at the trip wire to try to set it off. You
0: hear kind of like a spring sound, a springing sound. Um and from right in front of where the tripwire is, a rope kind of comes up. It was concealed in the ground, and that trap springs, and you are not standing where the rope was, so you are not caught up in this trap. Cool. Aha.
2: Let's get the ribbon. Yes. Rockna just runs over and gets the ribbon, <laughs> assuming that's the only trap.
0: Rockna? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs>
3: I wanted this (laughs) yes guys we did it and then we start running over Ragna.
0: yeah as you approach the trunk of this tree you fall into another ten foot
3: (laughs) Ragna grumbles and begrudgingly (laughs) pulls out her climber's kit to, to retrieve the ribbon and then get herself out of the pit
0: you do see in the in the distance, getting closer, an aquamarine colored ribbon tied around the trunk of a tree. The tree is on one bank of a wide rushing river. Uh, on the other side of the river bank, it's probably about 60 feet across. On the other side of the river bank, you can see the next tree and the rust colored ribbon. As you approach closer to the tree, You can see a large burlap sack hanging from a branch of the tree. It's very large. You see several darts sticking out of it, and the sack is not moving.
1: Okay, and I carefully open it to where it won't hurt me if there's something dangerous (laughs) inside of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When you open the bag, you see a creature. <gasps> it's our new friend. Is it dead? <laughs> it's not moving. It doesn't appear to be breathing. It's a tiefling. <gasps> oh. <gasps> this tiefling has pale skin, red hair, freckles. You recognize this tiefling. Oh no.
4: <laughs> my gosh.
0: This is Brayus, one of the deacons.
1: What? Out here in the <laughs> woods? <laughs>
0: You hear a twig snap (gasps) from behind the tree.
1: I take a karate stance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you see Harold step out from behind the tree, wielding a javelin. (gasps) What? And following behind him is someone you've never seen before. Morgan, tell us what your character looks like and who they are.
4: My character is a, a halfling with red hair that's tied up in a braid in like a bun, with uh, green monk-like robes, and I—I uh, I look angry. I'm just—I just look like I'm an angry person. Hello, hello, new friends. <laughs>
2: oh God, Trius.
3: Raknora drops her stick and reaches for her axe.
2: Yeah, Kai pulls out her
3: uh, short sword. <laughs>
0: And he steps forward to
3: attack.
2: Do you want to like tackle him to the ground so we can tie him up? <laughs> yeah, I just want to
3: grab him. He's turned around, right? So I'm behind him? Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to grab him by his collar and like <laughs> <laughs> subdue him.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna uh, attempt to tie him up with my rope. Uh, my name is Tork.
1: Poor Tork. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pork does not know where the hideout is, but we still need to find it. We need to take this ribbon. Oh, yeah, Trace, did you grab the ribbon? I am grabbing the ribbon. Yeah,
0: you grab the aquamarine colored ribbon and nothing happens.
1: How do we get across the water to get to the other uh, ribbons? Torque notices that there are some branches of the tree that are
4: hanging
0: quite a ways over the river.
4: Hey, uh, do you guys know how to
1: climb, Uh, Pork? Would you try to go on the branch to try to get across the river? I can do that.
4: I'm good. Don't worry about me. They made it. Rockna just goes, ding. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: have four javelins. What if I threw a javelin with a rope tied to it?
2: We could crawl across with a okay, rope. Okay, but here's the thing. <laughs> I only had one rope. Harold is currently tied up in it. Okay, let's grab his rope, or my rope, that I used to tie him up.
4: Okay, are we just going to leave them here? I'm going to tie the rope to an arrow. Okay. And then I'm going to shoot that arrow across. Okay, we do the
3: thing. We tie...
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we tie we the one the rope, rope to the other rope, and then...
3: What if we tied it to the trunk of the tree, and then, like, shimmied across? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and now all four of you are on the other side of the river.
1: Yeah, you long enough.
0: <laughs> so you are on the other side of the river, uh, the three of you and Torque and you see the rust-colored ribbon tied around the trunk of the tree.
3: Torque, will you leap? (laughs) I can leap. All right. I didn't expect you to say yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good, good, good. You you untie the ribbon and nothing happens.
3: Okay.
0: You you now have a rust-colored ribbon. (laughs) So on your map, the final dot is... Final dot? Final dot? There is one more dot... (laughs) (laughs) dot. <laughs> <laughs> there is one more dot on your map. It is an amber-colored right. dot. <laughs>
2: so let's just... go get this amber ribbon, guys!
0: Yeah, so you all approach, uh, you see the amber-colored ribbon tied around the trunk of a tree. Um, this tree has what appears to be like an owl hole uh, kind of in the middle of the trunk.
3: Uh, she, <laughs> she pokes at the tree like at a branch because i don't think she's gonna be able to get close she doesn't want to get close enough to be able to poke the trunk because she doesn't want to fall in pit again yeah <laughs> so she's poking at one of the branches with her own branch and says hello <laughs>
0: <laughs> you suddenly hear kind of it's almost the sound of wood splintering and you see the roots of this tree Kind of lift up, breaking the ground in front of you as they almost like legs just come out of the ground. And this tree suddenly above the owl hole, two eyes open up on the trunk of this tree and it starts speaking at you. And you catch a couple of words that sound familiar to you in gnomish. You don't, re- you don't know what they mean. Yeah. But you recognize that this tree is speaking at you in gnomish.
1: What ho, Mr. Tree. I, and I start gesturing to myself, I am Trigis, and then I kind of point to my hair, <laughs> Garganath. I am here to take your ribbon and be your friend. When Trigis points to himself, one of the big
0: branches of the tree also points to himself. <laughs> oh. And then when Trigis like runs his hand through his hair, the tree also like <laughs> <laughs> he mimics you, and his hand, his branch limbs are going
1: through his leaves,
2: rustling in oh. a beautiful manner. Trigis, put your hands to where his
1: ribbon is tied. And act like you're pulling the ribbon out? Yes, I'm mimicking untying the ribbon and pulling it off and handing it out, holding it out towards us. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: (laughs) This is the most adorable tree I've ever met.
0: Uh, This tree uh, reaches to its ribbon and it unties the ribbon
1: and it holds it out with its branch. And I reach out to grab it. Yeah. He lets you have it. Oh, well, thank you, kind tree. He points a
0: limbed finger at Torque and then points to the owl hole.
4: Oh, Torque, you must God. go inside the owl <laughs> hole. I point at me and I raise my eyebrow like as a, uh, are you sure?
0: The, like, the top of the tree kind of makes like a nodding gesture and the leaves rustle. And it again points to you and it points to the owl hole.
4: I don't have any bad feelings about this tree, and I kind of don't mind being a friend with a tree. Uh, so I might uh, just go on my way, <laughs> and then I, I I walk into the the tree, and it just feels like comforting and warm
0: and homey. Aww. But before you're you go down the passageway, you do notice a small squat jar, uh, mm-hmm. right inside the owl hole. Um, it does have a label on it, but the only thing on the label is a drawing of an eye.
4: I go, I don't need this, and I toss it down gently down the, the tree trunk. And it it
0: like rolls across the ground a little bit, and then you are free to uh, go into your new tree habitat home.
4: I, I give a little salute, and then I... A little smile, and I walk in. Um, after Torque wandered
0: into it, uh, it stood still for, like, several m- minutes. And then it turns and kind of lumbers off oh,
3: to the forest.
0: Okay. It walked away? It walked away.
3: What? Oh Come God. back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it keeps going.
3: Come back? What does this do? <laughs> Excuse me, you dropped this.
1: <laughs> we shall open it.
0: You see inside of the jar a kind of like um, it's like an oily kind of ointment. Maybe
2: put it on your forehead?
1: Yeah, like a third eye kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, to open the
1: third eye. <laughs> I, I like would, to take more and then put it where my third eye would be.
0: When you do that, you definitely feel a tingling sensation. You feel like you could probably spot things that maybe others wouldn't be able to see. Kai, while you're walking, you glance at the map in Rakhna's hand, and you see a faint glow coming from it.
2: Guys, the map is glowing. (gasps) There's a small contained spot on the map (laughs) that's glowing. It's north of the final dot that was on your map, and it's in the
3: shape of an X. (gasps) X marks the spot. Let's go there. (laughs) (laughs) You see a
0: magnificent gorgeous tree in front of you the trunk is wide and massive and the leaves seem to be slowly shifting colors it's absolutely beautiful you also notice that the trunk of the tree has five small holes
2: lined vertically are they ribbon-sized holes
1: (laughs) Should we put the ribbons in the tree? try. The leaves on the tree start trembling. <gasps>
0: they start trembling, and you see the ribbons begin, the part that's hanging out, they begin braiding themselves together in this beautiful pattern that uses all five of the colors. And after a moment, a doorway opens <gasps> up in the trunk of this tree. It looks like it would lead down a tunnel. <gasps> oh, my. Secret tunnel? (laughs) But you're not positive, because you're having trouble seeing past the large orc man, (gasps) aiming his crossbow. (laughs) And you hear a gruff voice say, give me one good reason I shouldn't shoot you right where you stand. Because she's your daughter? (laughs) Dad? The orc man's crossbow clatters to the ground as he drops it and rushes forward to embrace you. I can't believe it's you.
3: I can't believe you're here. I never thought I'd see you again. I thought you were dead. I had no choice. This is where you've been? This whole time? This is where you've been? I couldn't raise you hidden away from the world. But you're supposed to be my dad.
0: Why did you go? The hardest thing I've ever had to do. I
3: lost your mother and you. Don't talk about how hard this is for you. Don't tell me that's hard for you to leave me. I'm so sorry. You left me behind. All I ever wanted was to see you again. All I ever wanted was my dad. All I want is to be angry at you. But this isn't the time for that. We didn't come all this way for you. We didn't come all this way for me. We know you're here with Wolfric. Some people think that Wolfric is a bad person, and we've met others who don't. We have killed people who we thought We're hurting others. I just need to know what's going on. I need to know if I'm on the right side.
0: I don't know if if Wolfric is who you're looking for. I don't know if he's connected to what's been going on
3: or how.
1: Can we talk to him? Yeah. He Um, said he was hiding. What was he hiding from? I know that Wolfric was accused
0: of harming tiefling children. I believe falsely accused. After that accusation, he was sentenced to very souls to the afterworld. For 20 years, he was stuck there, falsely accused, serving a punishment for something he didn't do. He somehow escaped over a hundred years ago. And I know that he's been hiding ever since because he's terrified to go back.
3: Do you know who specifically is looking for him? His name is Baruso.
1: What ho! I am admiring the glory of your nose. We have come a long way to meet you and to ask you questions and to bring you donuts.
0: Yeah, it's so it's it's, it's good to meet you. Who who are your who are your
3: friends? Well, this is this is Trigus and, and Kai.
0: Hey, welcome. Welcome to my home. I'm sorry I didn't tidy up. I didn't know we were having company. Girl didn't tell me anything. Uh, he kind of like, after that, he kind of like quickly starts hobbling around the living room, like straightening up, but there's really nothing to straighten up. There's no, like, nothing's out of place. He is just like straightening the rug that's already perfectly fine and like, like moving the coffee table a centimeter to the left. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> He's he's just busying himself tidying up things that don't need to be tidied. He's he's dusting things that have zero dust on them and kind of like a little wildly moving around. And then he like looks around a minute more and then he says, visitors, hi, I'm Wolfric. What's your names?
1: Oh, (laughs) oh, do we know what we want to ask him? Maybe we should ask
3: him about the symbol. Show him the gems. So I reach into my bag and I pull out the box of gems, but
0: he, his eyes get kind of wide when you pull out the box and he says, ooh, that's a pretty box. What's inside? She does open it. You see four gemstones inside.
1: (gasps) The ruby is gone.
3: There's
0: no way. Wolfric, like, is kind of like inching closer to the box. Those are pretty.
1: Can I see the purple one, please? I think it's mine. The purple one? Yeah. Let him hold it. It may have something, some magic in it that will help him. She opens the box back up and hands Wolfric the amethyst stone.
0: He suddenly has a very serene smile on his face. The kind of like chaotic type energy that he has been exhibiting kind of Calms down a little bit as he's just enthralled, and he looks at you and he says,
3: "Can I have it?" I was supposed to protect these. I
1: I don't know if I can just give it to you.
3: But but it's mine.
1: I'm gonna put the ointment on my eye.
0: You notice right away that the gemstone in Wolfric's hands, the amethyst, is the inside of it is glowing. And it, you didn't see that before you used the ointment. It's glowing very, very brightly, almost brightly enough to surround Wolfric in a purple aura. <gasps> oh! I told you it was mine. It's mine. I know it's mine. Okay, Wolfric,
3: you can have it.
1: So let's show okay. him the symbol and ask him what it what it means to him. I pull the, the bonbon out and
3: I kinda look over at Kai and Trigus. I don't say anything and just... I give a thumbs up and I nod. <laughs> <sighs> Here, Wolfric, I, I have something for you. And he
0: unwraps it and he pops it in his mouth.
3: I have a question for you. Sure. I hold up the symbol. <laughs> what does this symbol mean?
0: His eyes get really big. How did you
3: get that? Wh- where did you where did you find it? From Sadie.
0: You know where Sadie
3: is? Uh oh. <laughs> Can you tell us who else is on this picture? It's that's my family. That's the Omara.
0: Is Sadie okay? Are they all okay?
3: Sadie thinks you betrayed her. Please, can you tell us? When you say that, he looks absolutely
0: devastated. I would never. You have to understand. It, it was an accident. What was? He looks down at his hands, and then he looks back up at you, and he says, Hi, my name's Wilco. Oh. I knew it. Can I give you a present? Yes. Yeah. It's a, a staff of teleportation. It's very powerful. <laughs> it, is, it is quite late. You're,
3: you're welcome to, to stay the night. I, yes. Yeah, it's, it's been a long day. Just to see he's about to exit the room. I say thanks dad you are in pretty familiar territory it looks like
0: um, it looks like it's actually pretty close to where you entered uh, where you may have left your horses and they're not there <laughs> <gasps> is the is the cart still there? it is not uh, you also see pinned to a very nearby tree a note and it says ha! I took your wagon oh,
1: Harold. still not talking to you Stay fresh, cheese bags. Oh, man. Now we have to find the horses and get them back. Okay, so maybe if we teleport back to Narstad, do what we need to
2: do there, we could wait a couple days and then head over to Timbertide. Ooh, yeah. Meet him there.
3: Yeah, it'll take him, what, like a week to get back to Timbertide, right? Yeah. So, so, yeah, we can just teleport straight to the scuttle. Oh, that's genius. <laughs> uh, we, we teleport straight to the scuttle. We chill out a couple days and then we ambush him yes when he's showing up at timber time
2: yes bill
0: rick looks very shocked um he's very happy to see you and he 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 says it sounds like we've got some catching up to do <laughs>